Welcome to the Sin of Our Fathers podcast. This is an emergency podcast, and I am joined, as always, by my middle brother, Matthew Kuhn. Hey, guys. And we have a special guest on the pod this week, Pete Smith. Thanks for coming on, Pete. Uh, my pleasure. So, Pete, um, we've had a, a good amount of interactions on, uh, on Twitter and stuff like that, and you've been listening to the podcast for a while. Thank you so much. Um, what are your thoughts on the recent news that um, Sashi Brown just got fired this morning by Jimmy Reaction Haslam? Well, I, th- I, th- I think that's largely what this comes down to is is Jimmy Haslam after sort of admitting his rookie mistakes which he claimed he had learned from said that this was going to be the group this was going to be the group that he stuck with through this he knew it was going to be bad in fact before this year he said uh 2018 was the year they were going to be competitive so you sort of set the groundwork for what was to come now nobody expected to be 0 and 12 bad, but I mean it's difficult to really underestimate how bad of a coach you have in Hugh Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere along the line, uh, obviously, you know this came to a head where Jimmy Haslam decided he just couldn't do it. Now, now some of that has to come from you know the the idea that something in the office didn't work. Now, you know the the, the tipping point really does seem to be that A.J. McCarron deal. Um, you know, you've got Mary Kay Cabot coming out and saying they ha- that, that Sashi Brown and Hugh Jackson have not spoken in a month. A month ago was the A.J. McCarron fiasco, and, you know, God bless you, uh, uh, Sashi Brown, for saving us all from that. Um, but, you know, you you had – and, you know, I, I, I have enjoyed – Hugh Jackson's pressers because they're a unique brand of insane. Uh, <laughs> there were a couple times where you could, where, where Hugh Jackson could not contain his contempt for Sashi Brown. Meanwhile, Sashi yes. Brown, at least in public, at least sort of as the face of the franchise type deal, was extremely supportive, was yeah. very professional, cordial to uh, Hugh. And then even in the same day, Hugh Jackson just couldn't do it. And there was some level of that where, you know, God only knows what was going on in the office, but, you know, that probably didn't help with everything. And obviously when you're 0-12, it makes everything worse. So, I mean, that sort of seems to be where we're at. Uh, the, The only caveat I will say to this is if Sashi Brown is sort of the fall guy and the martyr for this thing, and they keep Andrew Barry, who I will swear to everyone is the star in that in that office. Um, then you can see where this can kind of work. The problem is he, is is Jimmy Haslam, and in a, in a way, Jimmy Haslam can only do it. Has met, has, has come out and already said that Hugh Jackson's going to be his guy in 2018, which is why would why would anybody do that? Has that ever worked? I mean. You're going to bring in – the only thing I can think is that he already has somebody in mind who he's basically agreed with to come in and be the next GM, and that's already been decided. There's no other reason to say that. Right, and I agree that's what's likely happened. And, and it, you know, the, the, the names thrown out there, Scott McLuhan and, and, and Dorsey, uh, John, the, the yeah. former Chiefs executive – uh, the problem with that is if you tell these guys that they have no say over Hugh Jackson, 
they may not want to do it slash they may get into what Mike Holmgren ran into, which was the scenario where uh, Eric Mangini ran off the, the, you know, the four wins at the end of the year and kept him, didn't want him, but kept him sort of out of professional respect for a year. And it was a disaster. Um, and I think that's sort of how you ultimately end up with what would be a huge X and flunky as, as your executive uh, in a George, George Kokinas type setup <laughs> rather than, rather than getting the true executive. So right. my reaction to that is I don't think that's, I think Jimmy Haslam's trying to sell the idea that this is not a, a disaster and there's still a plan, but I don't think the idea that Hugh Jackson 28 is the lock that, that that statement suggests it is. I hope not. Cause what the, the way it seems to me is exactly what you said, Pete, that, um, Sashi Brown has been the consummate pro throughout this entire process. And Hugh Jackson's been a little mini Jimmy Haslam where he's reacting to everything, throwing everyone else around him under the bus, leaking things to the media and trying to get his narrative pushed. He was the one that was pushing for this AJ McCarron trade, which I mean, however you spin it, like maybe you do think AJ McCarron's better talent than someone we have in the roster, which probably is true. But nevertheless, that doesn't mean it deserves a second round pick. And it seems like Hugh Jackson has just crawled so far up Jimmy Haslam's ass that we that we have Jimmy Haslam siding with Hugh on everything and not making the rational decision. Are, are you saying that Hugh Jackson is using Jimmy Haslam like a ventriloquist? Dummy? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Jimmy is getting played by Hugh Jackson, which is just it's just such a disappointment for our organization as a whole that him he. Jimmy is just that ugh, awful, just such a bad decision maker. I hope he goes to jail and sells the team. Um, that sounds bad. The, right. I mean, the, the idea that, it, like, if you've ever watched Hugh Jackson talk at a press conference and then you come away thinking he's smart <laughs> at sort of like I, – I really do equate – and I'm not trying to make this into you know some political thing, but I really do equate the way Hugh Jackson thinks to the way Donald Trump thinks. They don't think beyond five minutes from now. Everything is just <laughs> right now. There's no thought to what this means. So like Hugh yeah. Jackson basically let Hugh, uh, Mike Silver into the draft room, you know, for the draft. So you've got all these things on the record that Hugh Jackson sort of said and did and all these things and then comes out later and says, well, that's not really what I said or, you know, has some, you know, weird press release that sources say he wanted this, that, and the other. But we already know that's not the case. Like, it, it, it's trying to exist and pretend that videotape or, you know, the internet and things don't exist so that, like I said, everything exists in that he's only thinking for right now. There's never a thought of what this guy happened down the line. And, and you know, you get to talking about just how much Hugh Jackson has done in public to sort of just kneecap the, the rest of the organization. Uh, <laughs> he's made, like, first, he's made Jimmy Haslam look bad on any number of occasions, which is where I'm sort of lost on how Haslam can buy this. But then the other part of this is, You've effect, you know, let's say that, that Hugh Jackson is one and got rid of Sashi Brown. These other these people talk. I mean, it, you, you're going to now have to say, 
to, you know, Dorsey or McLuhan or whoever it is, you know, Grossi's insane theory that it's Marvin Lewis. Which is, uh, <laughs> which I saw that right before you, we came on, on air. God, it's amazing. That these people don't see what Hugh Jackson has done to these other people has said, well, sign me up for that. I, I want, I want to get just killed in the media uh, by sources, which, you know, it, it, this is the problem is like, uh, it, it, it's not a situation like this. Again, you get back to Sasha Brown. I don't know what he's like in private, but publicly he hasn't done any of this stuff. So, you know, every single leak is coming from either Hugh Jackson or Jimmy Haslam in some f- fashion. So it, you know, exactly where everything's come from and you're an executive who's now betting their career on these people. I don't see how you do that. So that the idea that Hugh Jackson is hundred percent safe is insane to me. I don't think that that's worth the, the, the statement it's written on. And this is not a new thing for the Browns. This is what happened to him in Oakland for the people who want to go back and look, he did these same things where he didn't think ahead. And even after an eight and eight season, people, you know, you know, time removed now go, how did he get fired? It was this stuff that got him in trouble. Like to me, I, I, I think the case can be made that before you coach a single down or make a terrible clock deci- clock management decision, Hugh Jackson warrants being fired for all the shit in the media he's done yep. and just killing his organization in terms of just being ridiculously unprofessional. I, you know, it, there's no sports is the only place you can get away with this, which is crazy to me. If this was any other business, you know, you'd gotten rid of him months ago. Uh, and Jimmy Haslam, you know, whatever you want to say about him and, and flying Jay and everything that's going on with that, there's this element of this, this guy where you've got one crook basically telling the other crook that, Hey, I like your style. <laughs> so, in Jimmy Haslam's statement, it said that um, the organization was going to transition to someone with strong experience and success in drafting and building a consistently winning football team. Which is fine to say, but do we actually believe that this is about personnel decisions and personnel decisions only? Like, specifically drafting? To you? No, because you can think, you can critically think and sort of evaluate what's going on with the roster and see what the things have been done to too many people, including a lot in this media. It works. Like they, 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 they don't see past. Well, he, you know, traded out of Carson Wentz. They didn't take oh Deshaun gosh. Watson. They didn't get Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's it. And then they go, well, he he failed at personnel. So I, I talked about this on the pod, I think it was two weeks ago, when some of these rumors were going on. It, it may have been in relation to like the stupid Peyton Manning rumors or whatnot. But I said that even if Sashi Brown gets fired and we clean house in the front office, the Browns are in a much better spot than when he came. Where does this leave the Browns? And where? how attractive of a position is this for someone with experience, maybe a McLuhan or a Dorsey? I would love either of those options if they would even consider coming to this hellhole. A um, couple things. First, if 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 Jimmy Haslam's willing to give them, you know, I don't think anyone's coming out coming here without the authority to fire Hugh Jackson. I, I think that's, I think that would be like the if, if you were making a list of things you had to happen, 
had to have in order to in order to come here. I think that's number one. So is Jimmy uh, just playing Hugh Jackson, like appeasing him by saying he's not going to be fired? Because he did this with Farmer. Um, and yes. He's done this before where he said, yes. no, they're definitely coming back, and then they're gone. Right. I, I, I think what has ultimately happened, and I, I think that's a good comparison, I think ultimately what's going to come of this is Hugh, Hugh Jackson is, is, is going to feel good for, for a couple weeks, and then he's going to hire a GM, and that GM's going to make a decision on Hugh Jackson. I don't <laughs> think there, there's no and – then, and then Jimmy can effectively say, I think he can sort of remove himself from the process and that this is – he can now say, I brought in a football guy because this is how – this is the level we're working on. I brought in a football guy, and the football guy said Hugh Jackson can't coach. And then you have that sort of as an easy fallback answer. Right. I think that I think there's definitely an element of that. But beyond that, I, 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 the things that cannot happen cannot get rid of the scouting department. You just can't. And the reason is pretty simple. It is December 7th right now. You've got what is about to be five months until a, 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 a tradition unlike any other, the most important, uh, important offseason in franchise history – uh, now has two first-round picks, three second-round picks, and a whole bunch of other picks. If you then get rid of the entire scouting department, rotate scouts and all that stuff, you've effectively kneecapped this situation where you have to get a quarterback and you have all these other picks to do all this stuff, and you're giving them a truncated time frame, which is why I think the scouting department will stay there. I think Andrew Barry will stay there, which is really important. If huge, if if Haslam does nothing else and lucks into that, he's gonna be. He, it, it it could actually work out in his favor, and he'll look like a genius, even though he's clearly a moron. Uh, <laughs> is that even football? Now, Andrew Barry, for anyone who doesn't know, spent six years in Indianapolis. He played at Harvard. I, I, people like to dismiss him as a Harvard guy. He played football at Harvard, which is one of the which is the premier <laughs> Ivy League program. Uh, Really great football program. Bill Polian loves Andrew Barry. Oh, and we're the, we're huge fans of Polian here on the pod. Not. And Andrew <laughs> Barry, it's Andrew Barry for all this stuff and all the talent. He has a huge hand in the players that have been picked. Is twenty nine years old. Basically, the Browns have what amounts to be a genuine front office superstar if they're smart enough to keep him. He knows he knows what he's doing. Uh, as far as that goes, you keep them, you keep the scouting department. I mean, Even, could, could he get the job? Uh, I don't think that's what they want to do. I, and I'm not sure that's what Andrew Barry wants to do. I'd be very curious if you got an honest moment alone with, if, with Andrew Barry, if he basically said, look, I love what I'm doing. Uh, I love the fact that most people don't know who the hell I am. Um, and basically let somebody else take sort of the, the slings and arrows so let's say you get a Dorsey. I prefer. I love Scott McLuhan. Uh, I would, you know, if they if they got McLuhan, but I'm going to say it's going to be Dorsey, and he keeps those guys in place. You've already got the scouting people there, have been preparing preparing for this, and now Dorsey's sort of the final decision maker, and he gets rid of Hugh Jackson, and if Haslam can just sort of go to jail uh, and disappear and, and be. <laughs> Arrested Development type deal. Uh, <laughs> then I think this job George could be attractive. The, the, if if you're a co- if you're a coach, 
who's looking at this roster, you can certainly see where this has a ton of potential to yeah. go forward. Uh, you, you're watching David Njoku. You're watching Miles Garrett. You're watching Larry Ogunjobi. You're watching, you know, God only knows what's going to happen to uh, to, to uh, Josh Gordon. But I mean, it, let's say that they, let's say they have the ultimate found money situation and they make that work. You've got this star-studded cast. If the owner can just stay out of the way, this becomes a really, really attractive job. And nobody likes to, nobody wants to admit that, but. And certainly the the owner can sort of ruin the whole thing by you know doing Haslam things, but just on its <laughs> face, if you, let's if you were going to put this in a Madden franchise and go, who do I want to be? You'd want to be the Browns. You've got all these guys here that are just phenomenally talented that just have to sort of uh, figure it out. This is a great situation for you, and you still have all these picks to use. So to me. Um, it's all there for you, but again, you know, I you can't trust the owner for anything, and I don't blame anyone who does. But I I, I don't think he was safe. I don't think that he's going to stick it out. I do think this is a short term um, trying to stop the bleeding in terms of what Hugh Jackson's going to do in public, because I think that's as much a part of this as anything. Is if is if Hugh has the sense that he's going to get fired. Um, well, he's going to burn the house down with it. Yes, exactly right. He's going to. That's he's the gonna type of person every, that he is. Amy Trask, Mike Silver—they're all going to be out with freaking everything they got, just crushing everything brown. So you know, I and I and I'm fully prepared to be dead wrong and hate life in 2018 when Hugh Jackson's still here. But I, I just don't see anyone rationalizing what could potentially be. And I think they'll win a game. But let's say it's a two and thirty. Two and thirty record, you're, you've got Hugh Coat Titan here, and you're saying, "Yeah, sign me up for another year of this." I, I, you know, I don't see how that's even remotely possible, because at the end of the day, on top of everything else, you're trying to sell tickets. Yeah, and good luck selling tickets to Hugh Jackson. I mean, you're, a, I don't know that there's much to watch. The, the only positive of Hugh Jackson, the only reason why you could keep him around, the only argument that you can build around him is that the players like him. But And, and you know what? They do. I mean, there are legitimately a lot of people in that locker room that like Hugh Jackson. Now, those same players will tell you his play calling sucks. Those yeah. same players will tell, you, will tell you they wonder why the hell – Crowell is getting so many more touches than Duke Johnson. Exactly. Like I, I like my niece, but I don't want her to tell me what to do. Like, and <laughs> right. like she would be bad if she was in charge of anything. Like, I, I think it, I think if I think if the players had their choice, they would probably say keep Hugh Jackson, but they would absolutely mandate. I think every player in that locker room, you uh, universally would say. Get an offensive coordinator. Take the play play card away from Hugh Jackson, um, and 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 you've seen nothing from Hugh Jackson that suggests he's going to do anything of the sort. Even Andy Reid handed off his play card to, to Matt Nagy, and Andy Reid's actually you know done something uh, in his career. <laughs> while Hugh Jackson is one in one in twenty seven and saying, "No, I got this. You know, this the problem is not me. I believe in what we're doing." Uh, blah 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 uh that's the all the 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 beginning of the end of the argument with hugh jackson is hugh jackson's ego 
has done more damage to himself. Hugh Jackson's ego has done more damage to him than Jim O'Neill did to Mike Patton. <laughs> I just want, why am I surrounded by people that just refuse to say that they're wrong ever, ever. Hugh Jackson, Jimmy Haslam, he, Jimmy Haslam's killing Tennessee as the main booster of Tennessee too. Um, just destroying that program from the inside out. Um, the president of our dear United States, just people everywhere. I'm just refusing to admit it. And it's so obvious. All right, Pete, anything else you got? Anything else you got to get off your chest here before we let you go? Oh, I'm sure I could, I could figure out something. (laughs) If nothing else, (laughs) if nothing else, what I would like is Andrew, I would like Sashi Brown to write a book. That's what I want. I want a book. Out of, out of Sashi Brown that is a tell-all. I I'm sure it will be slanted to his his viewpoint, and all that. But I want I want a book, and if nothing else, uh, he is a hero that we all deserve for True. whatever he did with AJ McCarron. Yeah, I don't know what happened. He may have thrown thrown himself on the fax machine like like a soldier jumping on the grenade. I don't know, but hero, absolute hero, no doubt. I, I agree. The way that this is played out, I know that they came out and said, like, kind of laughed off the idea that somebody inside the organization um, sabotaged it. I kind of suspected that at the time, and how this is played out, it almost reinforces that idea that um, there was a disconnect, and the person who was holding the the power cord pulled it. Um, if and, I was in that situation, I would too. He's the general manager; he doesn't believe in the trade. He's not going to do it. Yeah, so to Sashi Brown, thank you. You left us in a much better spot than when you came. You, sir, are a gentleman and a scholar, and we thank you for your service. And if you ever want to come on the pod, just give We us a would call. welcome you with open arms. Say whatever you want about Hugh, Jimmy. We've said some stuff on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Pete. Well, we appreciate it. Um, we'll definitely do it again. We appreciate your support of the pod and pushing us out and um, – as the most well-known, I heard you referred to as the most well-known quarterbacks coach on Brown's Twitter, which I thought was funny. And I know that was a little tongue-in-cheek by somebody who doesn't like you very much, but I appreciate I, you. I, let me. Does he do stuff with locks? Yes, 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 he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I will take any endorsement from uh, the locksmith I can get. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you can call it an endorsement. I think that's fair. So. All right, Pete. Well, take it easy. Don't don't do anything too rash tonight, and it'll be okay. <laughs> I'll be here. All right. Thanks so much, Pete. Bye now. Take it easy. Alrighty. Ooh. That All was right. great. That was great. Enjoy Pete coming on and joining us here. Um, Mark, you have anything anything else about um, Sashi Brown that you want to say? About Sashi Brown that I want to say, or about the Browns? Just, I, I think I got it all out there. I mean, Pete, I, I appreciated his perspective. I'm just so angry. I don't think I can put together real coherent thoughts, except for that Jimmy Haslam's such a piece of work, that he lied to the entire fan base, that he has absolutely no patience at all, and that I think Hugh Jackson is really the root of the problem, and that we have to we have to cut it out. It's like a disease. Hugh's a cancer, and he's spreading lies throughout the camp, and... um. I just it just sucks. It just sucks because I believe there's so many different GMs that we've had in the past, so many different other people that have been making the decisions for the Browns 
that me, you, Michael, I, I feel like we could have made better decisions. Like whenever Farmer drafted Johnny Manziel, we were all like, we were literally all watching the draft together saying in unison, like a chant, not Johnny Manziel, not Johnny Manziel. Boom. Johnny Manziel. It's, it's just so infuriating that me as a 24-year-old recent college graduate knows more and can make better decisions seemingly than these people that are making our decisions. But it hasn't been that way for um, Sashi Brown. Everything Sashi Brown's done, I've been like, wow, that was great. I'm so thankful to have you on our team. I'm positive that you can do a better job than I can. And then we fire that guy. Like, that just, I, it's a stupid cycle that I just can't get out and I'm trapped. I'm in a whirlpool and I'm getting sucked down to the bottom. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. My, my final thoughts on this are Sashi Brown got a heck of a raw deal um, in this, but he's a super smart guy. He's professional. He's been in this business of football for a long time. Um, he'll land on his feet. I don't, I don't feel bad about that. What I, I think he can leave here with his head held high, knowing that he did things his way. And it didn't seem like at any time Sashi was going to compromise his role as the head of this organization to appease anybody else which I appreciate because I don't think that's been the case in administrations of the past. That's true. Like Farmer taking Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I think probably, who knows, maybe Farmer wanted Johnny Manziel, <laughs> which I would be a whole not. other issue. Um, all right. We got some, we have some positive podcast news. Yeah, though. some huge news. Uh, so we just got our first podcast sponsor. What? Yeah, huge. So we are going to be sponsored by Barbasol through the rest of this season and through the draft. So the irony in that all of us have a beard at the moment. We of do. Some sort. We do. I'm going to have to shave mine off. I'll shave mine off on the first pod that Bar- Barbasol gives us a live read for. No, I actually won't. I'm there keeping it. Did Barbasol come to sponsor us because of our hair situation? Yeah. And th- that it's currently like a need you are they hinting at anything? Yeah, it's like have you seen that Scott Van Pelt segment where he's like telling people to come on home? Whenever their hair loss is getting so bad, he's like, hey, just shave it all off. Come on, man. Come on home. It's okay. It's okay. Shave it all off. You know, Michael is right at that precipice, and I'm racing towards it. So I guarantee you that me and Michael, when we do finally make the move to shave it all off, we will use Barbasol razors. No doubt. And shave cream. And shave cream. The whole the whole shebang. The whole shebang. We'll buy one of those Barbasol packs, the variety packs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll even send us – maybe we can do a thing. They'll, they'll send us some razors and shave cream, and we'll try them out on Michael's head. Yes, when we just finally finish Perfect. the job for him. Perfect. <laughs> Set it done. All, All right, right, so shout-out to Barbasol. Um, that's going to do it for this emergency pod. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Pete Smith. Um, as always, if you feel so inclined, leave a comment on our iTunes podcast page. Uh, send us an email, sinofourfathers at gmail.com, or reach out to us on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, go, go Browns, I guess. Go Browns. Go Browns. Any billionaires listening, please buy out Jimmy Haslam. Please. Japan listeners, maybe. <laughs> Not you, Donald Trump. <laughs> Not you. I don't even think you're a billionaire anyway. Thanks, y'all. Go Browns. Go Browns.